Let's have a chat to Graham Begg. A couple of horses I want to talk about, particularly these two very talented mares running in different states, Magic Time and Say Magique uh, running here at Flemington. But let's start with this uh, Magic Time. I don't think she was very expensive. I think she came from the Gold Coast Magic Minions yearling sale. She may have even been passed in. But Graham Begg will tell us. Good morning, Graham. Yeah, good morning, Stephen. Was that the case, Magic Time? Gold Coast? Yeah, she was actually retained by her breeders. Yeah, she failed to meet the reserve, so they decided to keep her and... Uh and uh, put it back into work. Yeah, the reserve was 150000 so it's been a blessing. Yeah, she's certainly a uh, valuable filly now. Uh, been a group three winner and a listed winner, so, yeah, no, certainly uh, I bet you they're glad they've kept her. Fair to say her run first up behind Asfura, who subsequently ran second to Imperatriz in record time last week, was outstanding. Yeah, no, she ran very well. She got... Uh, you know, drew a sticky gate and, and they didn't go any gallop, so they didn't spread and she got caught out on a limb. She sort of never really got closer than four and five wide for the entire journey. It was a bit of a, as I said, they sat up and they really uh, sprinted and uh, she did very well, actually, to run as, as well as she did. And even sectionally, she was still good after being posted the whole way. I think 33, 34, the last 600. That's correct. You know, so uh, her run was good. We've given her a month between runs. Um, and uh, she's had a jump out in between time uh, last Monday week here at Cranbourne, and then we took her up to Sydney end of last week. Yeah, and that jump out looked soft as well. She won it by about a half length. Yeah, she's got up there and she settled in well, and we're all happy. How will Nash ride her from the gate here in the Neverson on the weekend? Magic time. Oh, you'll just have to... The Nash magic. Um, you know, he'll... Uh, He'll just sort of bounce and get a, get, try to get her in a nice position, probably in the first four or five anyway, you know. I think a few of the other chances are drawn out a little bit too, so um, it might be a bit comp you know, competitive in the early part of the race, but uh, she's not necessarily a leader, even though she wanted a sort of first start in the race, but uh, we think she's a better filly just sitting off them. But, uh, you know, she's arrived up there in good order and we're very happy with Yeah, her. and she's no stranger to Sydney. No, she's settled in really well and, you know, she's... Uh, you know, adapted nicely and she's showing us all the right signs. But even a form last preparation, I mean, she beat Paracel, who's in this race. It came out and has run well subsequently. Even Alenci has come out and rub, runs well subsequently. All the form around her last prep was, was very good as well. That's correct. Well, they, these are all the next group of, uh, you know, the four-year-old mares, I guess, uh, coming through. And, you know, they'll be around for the next couple of seasons. Um, so, yeah, so... It was good to see there was the form was franked. Tell me about the other one here, Say Magique. You must have been pleased with what she did first up at behind Benedetta. She runs here at Flemington. That's correct. Uh, she, well, she came off a 10-month layoff, hadn't raced uh, for that period of time. She uh, got a virus uh, in the autumn, and we uh, sort of aborted plans with her to uh, press on. Uh, we were chasing our tail a bit, so uh, that's why she had such a long period off. So... She ran very well. Um, you know, also that race was run at a bit of farcical speed as well. So we knew she was pretty underdone going into the race and she derived great improvement coming out of the race. So we, we didn't want to run her quickly straight after not running for 10 months. So that's why we elected to give her a month between runs. And she's also had a tick over jump out here at Cranbourne last Monday week, and uh, she shaped up really well, and she's taken good natural improvement from the first up run, and uh, and she goes well up the straight. 
And last time she was down the straight, she split two of the leading Everest contenders or two Everest horses in that. That's right. You know, she's a very, very good filly. Um, just bad luck. She missed her autumn three-year-old uh, year, but still in all, um, you know, we've got a lot to look forward to with her and uh, we don't really know what her best distance is yet, you know, whether she'll run 1,600 metres or not. But uh, Saturday, she's up the straight, 1,200, and uh, which she's run well twice now up the straight, so we'll get a good guide how we're ticking along. And you know the family well, of course. She's the relation to written by, isn't she? Same as you. That's right. She's a half-sister. Yeah. Obviously, Flemington options will be something there for her that week in particular. What are you going to do leading into Flemington, Graham? Well, there's an option. We'll see how we go Saturday. We could either step it to the... Uh, to possibly uh, race like the Tristark Stakes at 1,400 metres at, um, at Caulfield on Caulfield Cup Day. That's certainly an option. Uh, or we can hold her over and run her in something up, up the straight over the Flemington week. Non-conformist, uh, a tick for him behind Alligator Blood in the Underwood Stakes last start that was second up. Yeah, he ran well. Um, all those horses sort of finished around around each other. You know, the Sulcombs without a fight in him. There wasn't a lot between... Um, a lot of them. Um, so he's going well. Uh, he runs in the might and power um, on Saturday week, and then he backs up into the Caulfield Cup. All right. What weight does he go from weight for age, obviously, into a handicap? What weight's he got in the Caulfield Cup, Graham? He's got 53 and a half in okay. the Caulfield Cup, and he's a shorter start. He, uh, he, uh, he passes the ballot, and he's, I think he's about number 18, so he's safely in. Okay. Who rides? Uh, Harry Coffey. Okay. How did he get on this particular horse? He's ridden him first and second up. Well, he rode him when he won the Blaney last preparation. Uh, so uh, we opted to uh, stick to him riding him. Uh, he's, he's the only one to run on him in a, in a period of time. Um, so we decided to go that way, and he was happy to give us a commitment for the, for the preparation. Um, so, yeah, and he can ride the weight. Of course, without a fight, finished just in front of a non-conformist there in the Underwood. And you ran into that horse second in Brisbane. That's correct. So, the, you know, the form's there and, uh, you know, he's highly credentialed horse. Um, uh, without a fight, you know, there's no doubt the way the Underwood was run. A lot of those horses weren't really suited. Um, they uh, got back and it was a slowly run race. And then Alan Quirt really quickened up at about the 900 and got a lot of horses chasing a long way from home. Um, so their efforts were quite good, even though they were beating a little bit of a margin. Their sectionals were still quite good, but uh, they certainly got dragged out of their comfort zone. Luna Flair on the weekend, expectation? Well, we're hopeful that she can start putting her hand up. She was another one. She was a victim of the uh, pace of the uh, Underwood Stakes, and uh, even though she got beaten 10 lengths, she still came home you know, very solid. Her sectionals were... I think she was 34-3 and 11-6 or something, a last furlong. So um, she certainly still ran well. Uh, she's just not suited by that style of racing at Caulfield. So hopefully that she can start putting her hand up on Saturday. All right. And what weight she got in the Cups? She's got 51 and a half. All right. And she's one third up in the past, hasn't she? Was that last prep? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. All right. So we expect a better performance. Yeah, for sure. She's okay. doing badly again. Uh, she's going to have to go back and take her medicine. But yep. look, it's big flat track, Flemington. She seems to really relish racing there. So hopefully uh, she'll get cover and uh, she'll be able to make a run down the middle of the track. And is Jessup, is it running today? 
That's correct. Yeah, he was That's okay correct. last start and a maiden at Geelong. Is this the right race for him to run well, Jessup? Yeah, it certainly is the right race for him. Uh, he's you know, a nice little horse. He tries hard. He just keeps on running running into one just a bit better than him. But he's trained on beautifully since. And, you know, I'd say uh, all things being equal, it would be very hard to hold out today. And where's Cardinal Jim? Cardinal Jim uh, has had one jump out. Uh, he has another jump out this coming Monday. Uh, and he'll probably run first up into the Chautauqua Stakes at Mooney Valley. Uh, and then he'll go to the uh, the Rupert Clark, which is on about the 18th of November. What did you make of the Stradbroke run? Uh, we felt after the Stradbroke, probably he may have come to the end of it. He put a pretty solid run in uh, his lead-up race. Probably that was his Stradbroke grand final, actually. Yeah, but, that was uh, outstanding was... behind uh, Dragon Leap and Surf Danger. Dragon Leap's come out and run well in Group 1 since then. That's yeah. correct. And he'd had a couple of really you know, hard runs here on heavy tracks before he went up to Brisbane. So, But he ran very, very well in that race. And uh, you know, he was probably a little bit below par in the Stradbroke for him. Uh, but still in all, he's still got it all ahead of him. Thanks, Graham. Pleasure. Yeah, Graham Begg joining us, talking about uh, some nice horses running over the weekend. But this magic time, um, you'd think only bad luck will stop her being thereabouts uh, in this race. Her form lines are just exemplary um, if you go through them. Uh, as I said last prep, she won her first two or three starts. Uh, one of those, she beat Paracel, who came out and was run well on the toy show, and a second to Benedetta. Uh, then she ran third to Alencia. Alencia has come out and run first one first up this preparation. The other day, she was five wide, as Graham mentioned. She had no cover in the race. She was entitled to get as close as she did behind Asfura. And as we said, Asfura's come out there and run outstandingly well. Second last week to Imperatriz, beating home, you know, some outstanding horses there. Um, last week, Uncommon James and so on. Uh, in that uh, race at Mini Valley. So, anyway, what price is she uh, in this uh, last race uh, on the weekend in Sydney? Second last, I should say. Um, she's $3.80 uh, at the moment. Gee, I'm looking forward to seeing her. Race nine, number five. And, of course, same as Jeek as well. Um, Graham documented that she spent a long time off, but she ran very well first up. And um, she has to be in the market as well here uh, for a race at Flemington on the weekend. Race nine, the Gill guy down the straight. She's number 14. She's the third favourite at $6 at the moment. Star Patrol is the favourite. 250 Jigsaw, the second favourite. Yeah, but she sat a bit worse in midfield first up in that race at uh, Caulfield. She got on the back of Benedetta in the straight. It just went a bit quicker than it, sprinted a bit quicker than it. But as Graham mentioned, uh, her sectionals were quite solid. And given she was 40 weeks off to run fourth, not beaten far less than two, behind two very nice horses there in the Cockrum Stakes, uh, hopefully... Um, she can um, run well here. Of course, um, down the straight, she's second to previously in the Captain Teves last prep and a second to In Secret, who, of course, came out and won the new market during the autumn. He's, we know In Secret, she is a quality sprinter. And Brianna Snotches was third to say Majiku ran second. We know Brianna Snotches, um, one of the favourites for the Everest uh, next week.